Let's talk about what we saw in this crazy Raiders-Patriots game. I've never seen it. So I, I hadn't seen a 33-point comeback, right, since the 93 AFC wildcard game with the Bills and, right. and Oilers. Right, right. Hadn't seen it. And even then, you know, back then, think about, I, I don't even know, I'm I maybe in high school at the time. I don't even think that I was paying attention to the fact of what that meant, right, at that moment. And then as I get into this business and we start to talk to people and I get to know Warren Moon and all, and I'm talking to all yeah. these people and they say it was the worst day ever, right? So then we see 33-point comeback this weekend. And then we see a what-the-hey lateral interception touchdown game winner. I, Jason, I've never seen anything like no, this. It's a tough one to fathom. Um, I'd like to pin it on Matt Patricia because I think he's <laughs> terrible as an offensive coordinator, but even he didn't draw it up this way. Just a weird game, man. The Raiders were having their way with this thing. It looked like the story of the day was going to be the Raiders blew another 13-plus lead yep. in the in the second half of, a, of an NFL game. Um, Derek Carr was having a miserable day until that scramble drive to tie it at 24. Um, I, I still think – I think the Raiders will have a different quarterback next year. Um, they're going to move on from Carr. You believe that? I, I, I think they're trading Derek Carr. I do. I've talked to a lot of people in the league about it. Like something's got to give there. And the owner just brought McDaniels in and he's going through this thing with Gruden and he's not the most liquid guy in the world. Mm. Um, and I don't think he wants to buy another coach out. I, I, I just don't, I don't see it. You know, he, he just got rid of Mayock. You know, the Gruden stuff just went down barely over a calendar year ago. Um, but the way that car extension is structured, I, I just – I think they're going to want to go with a young quarterback. But regardless, like, yeah, I mean, the Jacoby Myers play, just a complete brain cramp. I mean, it I, – I don't know how to quantify it. I don't know what he was thinking. There's – you could you could come up with a list of fifty things that he could have done, including just run out of bounds. Yep. For starters, that you would think anyone would have tried before they threw the ball backwards halfway across the field to the quarterback. Like, like even if Chandler Jones doesn't pick that off, and let's say Mac Jones catches it. Mac Jones is leaving on a stretcher because Chandler Jones is running right through. You know what I mean? It's a yes. medicine ball. Like, yes. it is a complete medicine ball. I don't know, man. Like, strange things happen in the NFL. It's weird. I thought that the Patriots were going to – they had that game in control in the second half. They were dominating defensively. They got into Carr's head. They got Stevenson going in the run game. They should play Bailey's happy. I'll tell you something fun to do. Go right. look at Bailey Zappi stats. Go look at Brock Purdy stats. They're, really? They're identical, except Zappi's a little better. And the sample size is like almost exactly the same. It's like one's thrown 93 passes, one's thrown 92. Yeah, I had an, I had a, an evaluator like over the weekend, a guy I talked to all the time, said, go, why don't you do this? Go to Pro Football Reference and pull these two up. And I'm like, holy bleep. Yeah. Uh, so as much as I want to say Matt Patricia's bad and – he, and he is. And, like, does he have something to do with the stunted development of Mac Jones? Sure. The bottom line is, for that period of time, the eight, nine quarters, whatever it was, where Bailey Zappi was there, it was a different offense. 
It just was. There was it some had, explosion to it. Yes, there was it life. there was some diversity to it. There was a different energy in the huddle. Like dudes were selling out to make plays. <laughs> and now it's back to this methodical lurching thing. And Mac Jones was well, I mean, it's actually Derek Carr was bad in that game. I mean, Mac Jones was really bad. I mean, he was like 13 or 31 at one point. And then the defense started scoring points and then he started running the ball and whatever. Um, but that's enough. Like, I think Bailey's happy gives him a better chance to do something exciting to throw you a curveball and, and maybe get some energy back in that offense and maybe help their playoff chances. I don't know if Belichick's willing to do it or not, but yeah, come, just just pull up Brock Purdy and Bailey's happy. Just look at the numbers, and I and I will. In the huddle, Jason Lock on four, Carl Dukes, put him up. Glad to have you here with us, guys, every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, I'm going to lay this out because, to me, they are a team that right now I, I have getting back potentially to the Super Bowl. Before last season, the Bengals hadn't made the playoffs since 2015. Before yeah. last season, they, they had not had a playoff victory, a postseason victory, since January of 1991. Before last season, they hadn't been to the Super Bowl in 33 years. Yeah. Two years ago, Jason, they were 4-11-1 and had five straight losing seasons. All of that was prior to who getting there? Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Joey B. And Burrow goes down to Tampa Bay, down 17 points, and they come back and beat the legendary Easily. Lap them. Right? I mean, it's 34-17. I mean, that, that, that's what that game was. I mean, they gave Brady the touchdown in the final two minutes. They did. They lapped they it. They went from 17 down to 17 up like that. Um, Yeah, look, I, I, you want to know what I think of the Bengals? A month ago, I bought a Bengals to win the Super Bowl future ticket at, like, plus 1,500. So, that's what I think of the Bengals. Um, I think they absolutely if – they, if they run the gauntlet in the AFC, and it's not going to be easy mm – -mm. um, They'll be as battle tested as anybody. I mean, what that could have been a letdown spot for them. And honestly, at 17 nothing, it looked like a letdown spot for them. Yep. Only they're one of the best second half teams in the league. Lou Anarumo is a dominant defensive coordinator who makes elite halftime adjustments. Go look at his second half splits over the last two years. They shut you down in the second half. Um, and the quarterback's Joe Montana. So they find ways to win after, for decades, they just found ways to lose. Uh, it's a different thing, man. And there was no Wouzier, and there was no Hendrickson, and now Hubbard's banged up on the other side. Didn't matter. Um, no, the Chiefs have been playing with fire. I think the Chiefs are going to do what the Cowboys did and mess around and lose one of these games they're supposed to win. And if the Bengals beat the Bills, which – wouldn't shock me. Like Cincinnati could get the one seed. It's it's not yeah. a possibility. Like they're waiting for the Ravens week 18. The Ravens got them on a Sunday night here. Ugly game. Like one that the Bengals would want back. Like they, they, I don't see Baltimore going to Cincinnati week 18 and winning. So, yeah, I mean, they're and – and I do think that they'll get the better of the Bills. So that, that's that's a that's a really really good football team. They've won six in a row, guys. You don't do that in the NFL unless you're a really good football team. You can win two or three. Uh, those those stretches is what usually gets you in I the think playoffs. They have two losses, right? They started zero and two, two. and they've got yep. two losses since then. Yeah, it, it is absolutely crazy. Now I want to talk about the other side of this, Jason, and that is how sad it is to see Tom Brady 
and I say that because if you're not a Brady fan, and I know many of you are not. Sure. But we all think these things have happy endings, and they just don't. No. They, they, none of these things, when you stay beyond the time yeah. that you're supposed to stay, have happy endings. You can count on one hand guys that have walked off the field, Super Bowl champions, and said, I'm done, right? Ray Lewis, right? He could have done it two years ago. Jo- John Elway. Right. All these guys. I mean, Brady could have done it himself two years ago. Like, and now I'm done. watching a guy that's a shell of himself. He's just not any good anymore. And, and I know it's not all on him. And I know the offense has had its issues and they can't protect him. And I get it. But this gets back to a conversation Baldy and I were having about if you're the 49ers, right, next year. And let's just say Brady says, hey, I want to come. Right. A buddy of mine told me his dad went on San Francisco radio out there, KNBR or whatever, and was like, yeah, when they played out there a couple of weeks ago. Sure. You know, we grew up 49er fans yeah. and Brady's dad's on. So what? All right. All right. If I'm the 49ers, I'm not just opening up this door and going, yeah, come on, Tom, 46, 47-year-old Tom Brady. Come on. That's a mistake. Well, I mean, they might be willing to do it if they think they have Lance and Purdy in their back pocket, right? And so if this thing goes haywire, you know, we have two other rolls of the dice. Um, It doesn't look good right now. It's not all him. Um, I do, but but I, I, we've given him a million chances, right? <laughs> now I'm gonna give. What? Now I'm about to give the scenario. What are you for about how to say? Not, how the sky's not falling? Well, they 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 ran the ball some, which they've been the worst rushing team in the NFL all year. We finally saw Byron Leftwich lean into some motion, some shifting. Um, they were getting in and out of the huddle quicker. They had a cadence. They weren't snapping the ball five, six seconds, right? It wasn't as methodical. And I don't know, maybe, you know, desperation causes inspiration and perspiration. Maybe they figured something out. Maybe they're finally willing to change their spots on offense and lean into more no huddle, more up-tempo, more of that shifting in motion, becoming who they are. Um, not running religiously on early downs, early down play action. You know, the things that work. A lot of the best coordinators in the league do or certainly embrace in times of crisis. And maybe they're, you know, they're still probably going to win that division, you know, and maybe he he has a Tom Brady moment or two still to come. They're not winning a Super Bowl. No. He's not going to be there next year. If he does want to play, we talked about this before, and you just mentioned there's San Francisco, you could come up with three, four places, but not many are going to want, like, not many are going to make sense. You know, he doesn't fit a rebuilding team. He's not going to Indianapolis. Like, you know, he's not going to Carolina. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a small handful. And maybe that materializes. Maybe it doesn't. Um, but you don't want to give Tom Brady, like I just said, a hundred second chances. And because of the conference they play in and because of the division they play in, he's getting it. They get getting second chances. He's getting it. That, you know? There's no doubt. Carolina lost to Pittsburgh. I, I thought Carolina turned the corner. I thought Carolina would, would win that battlefield position, would run the ball better than the Steelers. The defense would hold up, yep. and they could win that game, you know, 16-13, and I thought the, the, the Bucs would lose. And I'd be like, wow, maybe they're cooked. And the Bucs are atrocious, and they blow a 17-point lead. 
And you know, Desmond Ritter, that's going to be a process. Yep. The 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 Panthers found a way to get not just lose to Pittsburgh, but get fairly humiliated. Like that was one way traffic. Pittsburgh watched down the field early and never really were 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 pushed by the Panthers. They bossed that game. Um and yeah, the Saints beat Atlanta, but like the Saints stink, so nobody did anything. Yeah, it, it, you're right. Nothing changed in the division. They still the Bucks lose and they still have a one game lead. That's how yeah. bad it is, right? Yeah. I, I got to add this to this conversation, and we got one more thing to talk about, Jason. And that is, I do not think Todd Bowles is a good head coach. I do not think Todd Bowles is a good head coach. Why are you yeah. calling a fake punt? And he had the audacity after the game to be like, "Yeah, the play was there. We just didn't handle the snap." No, Todd, it was a bad call. You've not coached this team well all season, and you've not yeah. handled these situations yeah. that you need to handle. I remember when Todd Bowles, and I know you do too, Jason, when he was a hot commodity in 2015-ish, yeah. right? And he was supposed to interview for all these jobs, and he ends up taking the Jets job. And I thought, you know, okay, he's going to a bad situation. Maybe it's going to be hard yeah. to win. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Dude, you stepped into a really good situation in Tampa, and you've made it worse. Let's just put it out there. So I don't yeah. think that Todd Bowles is the answer, whether Brady's no. there or not, whether he's going to be there or not. I agree, and I think it's been a real tough year for Byron Leftwich. I mean, that coaching staff in general, um, they've had bad injury luck. Again, nothing has seemed to go their way except they're probably still going to get a home playoff game, and then you got Tom Brady in the playoffs, and <laughs> I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah, I know. Listen, I, I get that because it's hard to bet against that guy in the playoffs, but the way they're not protecting him, I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. I want to ask you about the Giants and Commanders before we get out of here. Jason Lock on four, guys. Follow him on social media. I'm at put him up, C Dukes. Put him up across all other social media platforms. In the huddle, we do it Tuesdays and Thursdays. Brian Balding are part of this as well. We'll talk to Brian on Thursday. Do you buy the Giants or Commanders? Either one of these teams, can they make noise in the postseason? I don't know. No, I don't know if they can make noise. Um, that, was a, that was a huge win for the Giants, though. Big. I mean, now, now that was Jason, that pass interference, come on. Oh, well, and, you know, Terry's asking the guy, am I all right, am I all right, am I all right? Yeah, 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 and then they throw the flag anyway. Like, <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, that, uh, you, you you wonder, man. You wonder. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that was a mauling in the end zone. Yeah. I mean, that was a chokehold from behind. Like, that was a, a WWF wrestling move. Um yeah, the officiating is is um, awful. Uh, but the you know the Giants won. Thibodeau dominated that game, and the defensive touchdown was was really in a battle of field position. The defensive touchdown was massive. I mean, neither offense was going to do a whole lot to get the ball in the end zone, and Thibodeau did it himself. Um, yeah, I mean those teams are still flawed. They don't get great quarterback play. Um, you know, the, even the Giants' run game has been very hit or miss. They they rode Barkley so hard, but the last week or two, he started to to um, maybe they've started to figure a few things out. Uh, but no, I, I don't think they can. Either team um, is built to win in the playoffs. But again, in the NFC, at least one of them is going to get in. Yeah, I I don't think. Who would I buy more? Maybe 
maybe the Giants, but even then, the problem is their wide receiving core, and we've talked about this, they don't scare anybody. So if you're asking the Giants to be in a a playoff game and have to come back for more than 10 points, you know, eight points, whatever it might be, nine points, you're going to have to throw the football. You just can't run Saquon because in the playoffs, I'm going to take away what you do well, right? So I now need your quarterback. I need Daniel to make some the Daniel Jones to make some plays. And that, that wide receiving core just doesn't scare anybody. So I don't I, yeah. I buy the Giants more because I like Dable and what he's doing if they were to get into the playoffs, but I don't think they survive after one game. Well, it's a tough equation defensively, right? Because they generate pressure, but they generate pressure because they're bringing six and seven all the time. Correct. They blitz more than anybody in the league, which against Heineke with his season on the line, yeah, you, you do you it. Might, you might be able to exploit him for 60 minutes. But when you start facing the best quarterbacks in the league and guys who, you know, can make adjustments and they actually thrive against the blitz because now the numbers game works in their favor, you're in trouble. And that's who they are defensively. What are you working on for the Washington Post, by the way? Make sure you check out Jason. He does amazing things at the Post talking about all things NFL. What are you working on? Um, Actually, yeah, I have a midweek column coming up talking to some people about the Jags. Um, you know, a lot of people pan their offseason, me included. Oh, that Christian Kirk contract. Oh, you know, Zay Jones. Zay Jones for $8 million a year in this Killing receiver it. market with where it went yes. is, a, is a steal. Yep. Zay, Zay Jones and Christian Kirk have been top 12 receivers this year. And don't tell anybody, but Evan Ingram's been a top five wide receiver. I mean, a top five tight end. Tight end uh, he's yeah. really a wide receiver, but whatever. I mean, one year, $9 million. He's They call him a tight end. He's a wide receiver. But whatever. He's been a top five tight end. Uh, and I think Doug Peterson has really unlocked uh, Trevor Lawrence. So some GM scuttlebutt, some coaching scuttlebutt, um, the, the, the usual, uh, the usual uh, fodder this time of year. Um, but, yeah, the, the Jags are uh, – the defense still needs work. But I think the Jags are catching the Titans. They're coming. They're coming. Not to quote Deion Sanders, they're coming. Um, you know, and so I, I, I listen, they got the right guy. We knew that when he got drafted. They didn't have the right coach, but they got the right, right quarterback. Now they've got the right quarterback and coach. They're about to be a problem as he continues to to see. I think through week nine, from week nine to this last week, he hadn't thrown an interception. I think it was like 182 attempts where he hadn't thrown a pick. And now what's that? Last week's. Trevor Lawrence is the number one rated quarterback in the NFL. He's got as many touchdowns as Mahomes, 14. Mahomes has thrown eight picks. Lawrence has thrown one. One. Yeah. So he's seeing it. The kid's seeing it. Can't wait wait to read the piece. Hey, man, Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holiday. Merry Christmas. Yes. And we'll get a chance next week. Uh, We got games, guys, by the way, Saturday. Full slate. We got three games on Sunday, which is Christmas Day. So it's a little bit unusual. But for NFL fans, we're all about it. We'll just be sitting back, eating, snacking, enjoying yes. and family and friends, and enjoying the holiday, man. So Merry Christmas to everybody. Yep. Happy listen, holidays to everyone. Thank you. You too, man. We'll talk next week. Hey, in the huddle, subscribe, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Or actually, I'll talk to you Thursday with Brian Baldinger oh, yeah? right here. Take care, everybody.